Okay, well, hello lovely people, and welcome to episode 20 of Nace Pod. We've doubled my target this week, which is pretty good, I'm pretty happy about that. Um, and if you haven't noticed, I've gone back to basics. I'm out having a little stroll and talking to you, because uh, I figured it would be good to get out uh, before I get, you know, have to self-isolate or something and run out of loo roll and all of that kind of stuff so it would be nice to get out and do that again and as it's the 20th episode that seems fitting as that's the way we've started um, so if there's a bit of other noise and bits then that's fine it's uh, it's cars and me walking and rustling and all that kind of stuff so that's going to be really it's going to be good Anyway, so this week uh, I was going to start a mini-series, probably two or three episodes, um, called Inside Out, because I've never done anything like that um, uh, before, and it would be nice to see how that goes and see what happens. I suppose episodes kind of follow on from one another often. Uh, I think it would be nice to kind of say, yeah, this is actually going to follow on one from the other and learn something that way, because that's ne- I've never done that, so that would be a lot of fun. Um, so this week, uh, I'm going to just share a few thoughts, hopefully they come together into some kind of cohesive whole. Um, but I'm currently reading a book called uh, The Sonic Boom, which is about sound and how it affects us in the way we feel and buy and think and all that kind of stuff. It's very interesting. Um, But it starts off uh, in one of the early chapters with a story about a lady called Sarah Sherman. Uh, Sarah was born with uh, severe hearing loss, Um, so she couldn't hear anything that was less than 85 decibels in uh, loudness, I suppose that is. However, that however that scale works. Um, so, eighty-five decibels is something like a petrol lawnmower, or um, uh, like uh, really heavy traffic, busy traffic, where you, one of those where you have to shout and keep doing that. So, um, anyway, so she gets to uh, twenty eleven, and she's twenty nine years old. Um, and she has an operation to implant a device into her ear um, to help her hear, right? It's a, it's a new um, technology that's around. And so um, after her ear has healed from the surgery to put this uh, device into her ear, uh, she goes back to the surgery to have the, dev- the, uh, the device that's been put in switched on. Um, now that you can find the moment where the device is first switched on uh, on YouTube, if you just search for Sarah Sherman, that's uh, Sarah and Sherman, C-H-U-R-M-A-N. Um, and it's an incredible moment, right? If you've ever seen any of those where uh, they implant these things into babies' ears or small children's ears and suddenly they're able to hear their mum and dad for the first time and they're just kind of wowed by what's going on around them. Um, so it's amazing. And, uh, but Sarah's story interested me and particularly, uh, 
when I was reading this book because uh, she's written about uh, in a memoir about what it was like to live without sound and now live with sound. Um, it's called Powered On, um, and it's an interesting book. But there's one passage that, that really fascinated me. Uh, and she said this about this, that moment, about when it was switched on. She says, I realized I could hear the noises coming from my mouth. Then I realized how I sounded, and I got choked up. Then I laughed, and that sent me into a fit of tears. All these sounds were intensified because I was hearing all of this from inside myself for the first time. And I was completely and utterly overwhelmed, like you cannot imagine. I feared my heart was going to explode. and I just couldn't put it into words what was racing through my mind. It's a fascinating little passage because you always think of deaf people or uh, yeah, people who can't hear very well. Ah, all the things they're missing that are from outside them. But here is this lady who's lived without sound for all of her life. And the thing that really uh, caught her off guard was the fact that she made sounds. She made noises. She'd never heard her kind of own voice before. She'd never heard her laugh or her crying before. And you just never think about that, right? It was something that came from inside her that surprised her the most. Which is a completely different way, which is one of the things that started me on this uh, thing about maybe doing this small series on Inside Out, on what's inside us and getting that out. Um, rather than being people who take things from the outside as if they're going to help us, right? So let's quickly look at something in the Bible. Uh, so let's go to, we're going to look at Judges 6, which is the story of Gideon. Uh, uh, quite a famous story in the Bible. Uh, and Gideon, uh, at the beginning of Judges 6, is found uh, threshing wheat in a wine press, which is not where you thresh wheat. That should be where you press wine. But anyway, that's where he is because uh Israel and his tribe are being persecuted by the Midianites. They're coming down from the hills and destroying all their crops and things, and they're in a lot of fear. And so you find them, you find him in the in the wine press threshing this wheat, uh, and an angel comes to him, and he says, essentially says, "Hello, mighty warrior," or "Man of valor," in some translations, it is, and. Gideon kind of doesn't quite believe that he's speaking to him. Because the reason he's in the, he's in the wine press is because of all the pressures that are coming from outside. And he doesn't believe that uh, the angel comes in, that the angel is speaking to him, because he's, he's not feeling that way. He's looking around and thinking, I'm not a mighty man of valor. But the angel comes in and says, no, there's something inside of you that you don't even know about yet. And then the story goes on and he defeats the Midianite army and chases them all over. He takes on a completely different uh, personality, uh, maybe not different personality, but suddenly becomes this bold, courageous warrior that saves his people just through one person seeing something in him, this angel, this God seeing something in him, sending a messenger to tell him. And suddenly he goes, oh, Maybe I am. And at the beginning, Gideon doesn't quite 
isn't quite sure about it all, but as he goes along, he gets more and more courageous, more and more bold, and takes on this mantle of this mighty warrior that he was called at the beginning, even when he didn't feel it. And he didn't feel it because he was concentrating on the outside. What's happening out here? The outside was beginning to dictate to him what what he was going to do and how he was going to be and who who he was going to be even. So it's a very interesting story that, you know, is what insight is what's inside that counts. You know, Jesus always said he he looks at the heart of a man. Everyone else looks at the outside, but he looks inside. He looks at the heart of people. So there we go. So there's one story, Gideon, Judges 6, uh, being called a mighty, uh, a mighty warrior. And at first not believing it, but going on to become this amazingly courageous warrior and saving his nation. Another thing I just thought as I was um, preparing to talk to you, was it's this really funny thing that happens um, if you've been around Christianity for any kind of time. Uh, it's this, uh, this thing about, our, about looking inside and we say, well, don't look inside uh, because you'll get discouraged, right? You'll begin to see um, all of the bad stuff that's in there. And what will happen is you begin to, you'll go into a bit of a downward spiral because you realize, you know, you're awful and all that kind of stuff. I've even heard people say, you know, don't try and look for your faith because as soon as you start to look for it, it disappears. You just have to, you know, act and go for it and, and risk. And obviously risk's part of it all. But I just think it's a funny thing to say about people or even about yourself if you have. When... The Holy Spirit has taken up residence inside of you. So, if it's good enough for one of the Trinity to go, yeah, I think I hang around in there, that looks all right to me, then what on earth are we looking at? And why are we telling ourselves this story? Right? If it's that bad, why would the Holy Spirit want to come and live there? Right? But what am I focused on here? Am I focused on all the the uh, the things that could go wrong, or the bad thoughts I have, whatever that might be, or whatever you would label bad is? Or am I concentrating on that? And there must be something good in there because the Holy Spirit's in there. And often we look for things outside of ourselves to help us right and that's good right we've got to connect with people and we've got to uh, uh, help people and give ourselves to others and that's all a part of it but often we see others and uh, and say if only I could speak to them or um, do what they do or if I just yeah do exactly what they do and then everything will be fine and we never kind of settle in uh, within ourselves we always think oh it's it's the thing out there that's going to be the most help to me because I can't, there's nothing in me that's good because I've been taught that, oh, don't look inside yourself, that's all just bad. Right? But what if we decided, well, hang on a minute, the Holy Spirit is inside of me, so there must be something good in there. Surely I should just focus on the Holy Spirit, you know. 
but he must see something good inside of me, just like the angel and God saw something good inside of Gideon that was going to rescue someone, rescue a whole nation, rather than falling into the trap, the trap that kind of happens all around us of the grass is always greener. If only I had the car, if only I had the job, if I had more money, if I had this bigger house, if I... Uh, had a family or didn't have a family or any of those things what if what if we decided hmm I wonder what's inside of me because I think it's like we don't stop for long enough in life we get busy with it all and what if we stopped for a minute, stopped long enough to actually see what was inside of us. What if we stayed, stayed still long enough to actually hear what, what our body is saying, what our spirit is saying, what our, what our mind is actually saying, rather than constantly trying to find uh, the next fix of something, the next... Um, teaching to listen to the next um, the next great worship song that's going to save us now we might find that there's some stuff that we don't like when we look inside but the thing you, you get when you begin to read about Jesus is that that's not a problem Right? He's the one who hung out with the, quotes, sinners, right? But he was fine with sinners. He said, these are the people I want to hang out with. These are the people who I can help. These are the people who, um, uh, who, are, who are for Jesus. Those are the people that seem to be in, in a really weird kind of way. Uh, and just by being with him, they begin to repent and turn around and do all that good stuff. so maybe when we look inside we're going to find um, desires that have been squashed by the busyness of our lives uh, or dreams that have just been just haven't been given space to open up we move on from things too quickly maybe and maybe we should linger on them more but those things are inside of us those little thoughts that you have those little what ifs, what if I, or what if we, or could this happen, or could that happen? Those just those little thoughts that go through your head that you then think, oh, nah, bit of a pipe dream. I don't think that's going to actually work. What if we gave ourselves enough space to find those things and let those things begin to come out? What if we actually gave those dreams space? What if we gave those desires space and allowed them to take on some kind of flesh, take on something in this world, in our lives, in the lives of others? Last weekend, I, um, I went out on uh, something called an equipping trip, which I do with Kingdom Life School, which I 
uh, do some stuff on, uh, help lead worship and do some teaching and things like that on. And the th- amazing thing about equipping trips is you go through the school that starts in September, goes all the way through till May, and then in March you get these equipping trips, which is where the real kind of shift seems to happen in people. Uh, people really begin to um, uh, step out and step up. And the thing is, people are given up. People are opened up throughout the year to uh, who they are. Uh, what they have, that they have something to give, that God is for them and not against them, that they can they can speak um, uh, almost on behalf of God and say, yeah, God says this to you. You can hear God's voice, hear God's heart for a person, begin to speak it out. But it's the equipping trips where we give people space to take a risk and step out of their comfort zone and begin to speak and let out what is inside of them. And God begins to use them and God begins to um, uh, move in the place that they are. Maybe it's the right word at the right time for the right person. Maybe it's the right song. Maybe it's the right word, whatever it is. And suddenly you begin to see a change in people like, oh my goodness. I actually have something to give. I can actually contribute to this. Almost like they kind of hadn't believed it before. Like, how do I know I'm not just making this up? But but you realize these guys, and I love it. I love leading teams like that. But they go out and they go, get the opportunity and just begin to speak. Speak out what... um, what God's been saying to them and what the God's put inside of them throughout the rest of the year and they begin to realize, oh my goodness, there is something in me that can help other people, right? Me and the Holy Spirit, there is something within that that suddenly sets people free or comforts people or encourages people. And, and it's just amazing to see the change in the person who receives the word, but also the person more, from my, my point of view here, the person who gives the word. Because suddenly they believe, man, there's something inside of me that got let out and was amazing. I didn't realize that I could do that. Or I didn't realize that God had said that to me. Or I didn't realize I had that to give. And so it's brilliant, you know. So we're going to look a little bit over the next couple of episodes just about, wow, what do I have to give? What's inside me? Um, And hopefully by the end of this next couple of weeks, you'll be beginning to realize there are things in me that need to be let out, that need to be um, started, that need to be given some kind of form, however simply that is or however complicated that might be that there is something inside you that you can give out and that is going to help others and is going to contribute to everything in your life around you. So, I hope you've enjoyed this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening and being with me on this lovely stroll this evening. It's a nice clear night, which is wonderful after all the rain. Um... 
it's starting to get a little bit chilly and I need to go and buy some cheese. Uh, so I am going to uh, leave you now. But as always, remember, I love you and I will see you next time. Thank you.